0: Hello, brewery fanatics, and welcome back for another episode of Brewery Travels. Today, we are going down to Texas, to the capital of Austin. And as always, I have two amazing guests with me today, Ruveny and Pam. And I would like them to go ahead and introduce themselves by kind of just talking briefly about how you kind of got into craft beer and how you're part of the craft beer community. Ruveny, why don't you lead us off?
1: Hi, Joel. It's great to see you again. Absolutely. Um, We had so much fun when you came to visit Austin. So you know all about what a great beer city it is. So um, I'm from London in the UK, and I moved to Austin um, almost exactly four years ago with it being ACLM weekend. I know that very precisely. And uh, I was involved um, quite significantly in the beer scene in London, both with um, the campaign for Real Ale um, and with another group called um business without borders doing um beer tours around london so um i've been into both car scale english car scale and um craft beer for quite a long time and when we relocated here i wanted to um to get as involved with the beer scene as possible so um the first year we were here we just toured like every single area we could get anywhere near and then i sort of um once i had my my info i started um writing about beer and it's actually really cool because Pam gave me my first um, writing break uh, for Craft Beer Austin, which was really, really, really awesome. So I've been working with Pam for um good um, two and a half years now um, on Craft Beer Austin and on porch drinking. And I've published with um, a lot of other publications since like Good Beer Hunting and um, Vine Pair. So, um, yeah, I love Craft beer. I love writing about it. Um, and I really, really love the beer scene here in Central Texas. It's incredibly special.
0: Absolutely. And Pam?
2: Yeah. So um, I started writing for Craft Beer in 2015 with Craft Beer Austin. And um, I was invited to write and I asked, uh, could I write about women in beer? And they were like, that'd be amazing. And so um, I started interviewing uh, women around town and did a three part series. And then um, my writing partner and I we started doing brewery profiles around town so that's Andrew Schwab and um yeah it just kept going from there and then in 2019 we decided to buy craft beer Austin from the original owners um so kind of good and bad timing because it turned out to be the pandemic (laughs) right we had all these grand plans and it turned out to be a little bit different. And then I, I did start writing for Ports Drinking in uh, 2016. And then a few le- years later, they brought me on as the Southwest regional editor, um, with several States in the region. So yeah, it's been a fantastic journey.
0: That's great. And I, I know you both, before we started on the actual questions, I know, I believe you both uh, have cracked open a beer or have a beer with you. Did you want to uh, shout out what you each are drinking tonight?
2: rough house pilsner
1: hey, fantastic That's yes so good. I've had and i that. think
2: you went there didn't you didn't you visit i believe so on your yes. your trip down here um i haven't had the cave beer yet i'm very excited about that but it's a lovely lovely family-owned brewery uh on a family-owned farm that is doing just absolutely fantastic work
0: very very cool and what about you rubini
1: um, I would absolutely second that about rough house. It's one of my favorite out of town spots. Their beer is so on point and the scenery, the setting, everything they do is just brilliant. I actually have a Texan beer that is not from Austin, which is from Tufts Brewing, um, hella hot West Coast IPA. Uh, Tups are based in McKinney, Texas. So just outside of Dallas. Um, and they, uh, they're an absolute riot. All of their, um, beers are fantastic. They're particularly well known for their ipas and their stouts and their tap room is like totally steampunk so it's really really worth a visit so awesome. yeah this is the first time i've had this beer so i'll, love oh. I'll give you some feedback on it as cool.
0: i go that sounds great well we can go ahead and dive in here and start talking about austin and austin was not really one of the first cities to truly like emerge as a craft beer powerhouse but in more recent years and maybe last decade or even the last four to five years especially it really has emerged as a hotbed destination for people who love craft beer. So Pam, what do you feel kind of fueled this rise to national prominence?
2: So I would say in terms of like national prominence, I think we still have an issue just because, uh, the craft beer scene in Texas is just not well recognized. Our beers don't typically make it out of the state, and so other than people just visiting the state, um, they we wouldn't we we really don't get a lot of that visibility. So, um, but for Austin in particular, I think there's a couple of factors that that happened. Uh, well, not that happened, but just that are part of why we're such a great beer scene. It's a it's a big small town kind of a vibe, and uh, the the community here is really helpful to one another. Um, so you've got a lot of breweries that started. You got Chip with Live Oak and Brad with Real Ale, and they really helped other breweries get up and running. Um, and I think you probably already know this, but before 2013, you really you, if you're a production brewery, you couldn't sell beer. Yeah, I mean. It was just the laws were prohibitive and so um, there were things like if you opened um, a brewery in town, you would, you know, offer a wristband or tokens or a glass and a tour or, or something like that to be able to, uh, you know, sell beer. And when in 2013 the laws changed and then um, brew pubs could uh, sell beer on site. And that changed everything. And after that, we started seeing like a lot of breweries begin to open all around town, even in the smaller formats. And so uh, I think that really kind of helped with the explosion in the beer scene. So I believe it was twofold, you know, that, you know, the the laws changing and then um, people being, uh, you know, so open to helping one another. So if you leave, if you leave Live Oak or you leave Real Ale or you leave, you know, whatever, and you go to another spot and, and um, uh, people were very open to that, helping others open smaller breweries around town.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's a common theme in a lot of states is just that at one point or another, there were very restrictive laws that made it not necessarily the easiest thing for, for breweries to not only open but then grow. Um, Ruby, what are your thoughts on this?
1: Um, I very much agree with um, everything that Pam said. I think that the change in the law was really, really crucial to breweries taking off and also that the growth of the craft beer community, I mean, for example, Black Star Co-op, which is one of the oldest breweries in the city, and um, the sort of people who were involved in the early stages gone on to um, start up Fourth Tap and Blue Owl. So it really is a very, very tightly knit community, and, and that's been really important. Um, I would also say that as one of the USA's key music cities, uh, with such an incredibly vibrant culture, the fact that the music scene here has really backed the beer scene, and that they've had each other's backs. Music venues here, almost all of them, they will stock local beer. They won't sort of pass it up for a, you know, just to to stock generic beer, which I have to say is a really unfortunate thing. In London, we don't get that that same sort of sense of camaraderie and and synthesis between music and beer culture. But here I think that that's that been absolutely crucial in helping our local beer scene take off. Um and that's yeah, as well as you know other things like arts, we have a great sort of um local art scene, um, all local cinemas, stock local beer. I think that because Austin is just, yeah, let's say Pam said, a big a big small town. That's yeah, that's been really really well,
0: and kind of feeding into that too. You know, Austin is really it's it's the only the fourth largest metro area in the state of Texas, but at least in my opinion, I, I think it's arguably got the strongest craft beer scene. I mean, there's great breweries obviously in you know, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, but I just feel like in terms of the number of breweries per capita and the quality of them, Austin just really sticks out. And you kind of already mentioned this revenue about like the, the music scene, the whole vibes of Austin, but it's growing so rapidly. So is it the craft beer scene kind of growing with the city growth or what, how do you see though, that kind of, coming together?
1: Um, I think we kind of had the jump on a lot of the rest of Texas because we started first. Um, I think the fact that uh, we have a lot of people coming into the city at a ridiculously um, high rate, a lot of whom come from the East Coast and the West Coast, which have very, very um, lively beer scenes who expect to find you know craft beer, local craft beer breweries sort of on their street corner. Um, I think that's sort of demand, fuels supply in that way. But ultimately, I do think it is, yeah, it's Austin's, it's its own culture. And the fact that even before the law changed in 2013, we were already having microbreweries. That that says a lot.
0: Yeah. And uh, Pam, do you have anything to add with that in terms of just the overall kind of vibes of Austin and how it's kind of different than the other places in Texas when it comes to craft beer?
2: Yeah, I think... uh well i mean i used to live in houston so (laughs) i grew up there i haven't lived there you know since i was of age to drink obviously Uh, so i can't really speak to the beer scene back in those days um but i do notice it is very different The, the one the only thing i can really point to is that um because honestly, I mean, I don't know firsthand. I, I I don't live in the Dallas Fort Worth area or Houston area anymore and haven't for many years, but um, it is extremely spread out. So going from, you know, I've always made the joke here in, in Austin that, you know, 15 minutes, that's that's nothing. But that people are like, oh, my gosh, you're in South Austin. I have to go all the way to South Austin. You know, it's 25 minutes. If you have to go across Houston, that is an hour and a half. Or it's just ridiculous, depending on the traffic. And so people just don't have the, uh, I, I just feel like the pockets are so small, and that they do have their different scenes in these smaller pockets. Where Austin, it's it's not as far um, to get from one place to another. And, but we still do have our own little neighborhood pockets, but they do feel very much like neighborhood pockets and so where you see breweries like in the north, north Austin area by the stadium. All popping up it's they're all popping up together at and, and people are looking at that as oh great let's go here and here and here and here and here and you, you've seen a lot of new growth down on the uh, by independence brewing who's been there forever. Um, we've seen a lot of new breweries popping up in that area, and that's kind of the same thing. It's beneficial because people want, that's that's their neighborhood bar, right? That's where they go for camaraderie, for uh, meeting friends, and they're like, oh, let's go here, and then let's go to this one, and let's go to that. And they've got multiple choices. So I see Austin as being kind of always having that sort of mentality. Um, but I really can't speak to the other areas, but I do know that getting across San Antonio is a pain, getting across Dallas is a pain, and getting across Houston is a pain.
0: <laughs> well, and and speaking on those pockets, that's kind of a great segue because, you know, when, when I was visiting Austin, there are a lot of these pockets like in different parts of the city is. And do you think that is now almost being done on purpose, essentially? Are breweries looking to open up in these pockets or is it just kind of a a natural flow of how things have have happened, Pam?
2: I, I think it has a whole lot to do with the zoning in this city. So, I mean, we, we can, I, I can name a couple brewery. One right off the top of my head is Brewtorium, who tried for years to get a neighborhood space where they were gonna have a restaurant, they were gonna be family friendly, and they were gonna be a brewery, and went through, I mean, quite honestly, just hell on earth trying to come up with a space. So I think once people kind of find, like if you think of like the current St. Elmo area and we've got a, several kind of popping up in that area, if you can find a, a space where the city is being friendly towards that space, um, that I think that's really what's driving it. I think there are neighborhoods that people would love to open a brew pub with the family feel and a restaurant and, and they're just, um, you know, it's kind of up to the city.
0: And what do you think, Ruveni?
1: I think that it's, yeah, exactly what Pam said in terms of there are so many restrictions that, I mean, Texas is is known for having some of the tightest restrictions around um, alcohol sales and uh, breweries, brew pubs, distilleries, everything um, in the whole of the US. So these are obviously issues that need to be addressed on a wider level. But I do also think that for a lot of breweries, yeah, there's, there's power in sticking together, especially when you think about the hill country. I know this is something you wanted to get to later, but when you're talking about Roads, Road, um, all the breweries that have opened there, the huge deluge of breweries um, that have formed around Jester King, they know that if a tour bus is coming, um, that they're, they're on the stop because they're on Fitzroy Road. So it's kind of um, it's a big win for them to be in that location. Um, and similarly, the um, the yard where Saint Elmo is, yeah, we've got wineries, distilleries, breweries there. Those are really, really good locations. So to be a part of, to know you're part of a community um to be i mean as a brewery if if you need to borrow a bag of malt someone's around the corner. (laughs) just to have that sort of on hand i mean that that's amazing the support um both in terms of like economy and literally people on the ground so there's yeah there's a lot behind that but at the same time there are some breweries that they want to go they want to do their own thing in their own space and if they've got if they can back it up then they, they will succeed i mean for people who are really into beer if they know that there's somewhere good, the same as when Just King opened, and there was nothing else out there, people will travel, and people will. So I think whichever kind of way you go, yeah, you know, you've got you've got a lot going for you in Austin at the moment.
3: NFL fans hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, it's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state or province yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 year older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit. And one dollar wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problems Call one eight hundred gambling
0: Yeah, well, and and speaking, you know, we, we're talking about all these pockets and all the different places. And Austin, the Austin beer scene. There, there are so many breweries in in Austin. And even though they're in these pockets, it if you depending how much time you have. It can be difficult to really make like a huge dent in the piercing just because of how many awesome options there are so Ruveny, i know when i was coming down to austin I, I talked to you about recommendations and what kind of approaches i should take. so why don't you share that with the listeners and for someone visiting w- what kind of recommendations would you make
1: well the first thing i would say is just do what you did hit me up <laughs> Message me on Twitter. I'm happy to provide uh, any any information you want. I'm happy to just tell me what you like. Just yeah, this is just something because I wanna promote our breweries. I want everyone to have the kind of experience here that they want to have. But um going back to sort of more general approach. If you want to slot breweries around sightseeing, around sort of just other activities that you're doing, shopping, eating, um, the Texas Craft Brewers app, um, which is called, oh, I wrote it down here, Texas Brewery Explorer, um, which I have, it's fantastic. You can just log into it. It will immediately tell you all your nearest breweries, everything and how far it is and what the beers are, That they have and who's been there so that's an amazing tool if you come to um to visit us or any other texas city for the first time and you just want to be like oh i've just finished going around a museum what's my nearest brewery log into that texas Craft brewers guild are fantastic people but if you want to sort of have a more, oh, I've heard so much about this brewery. I really love this style of beer. It's best to do some research in advance, see what's near where. And like you said, aim for pockets, aim for places where there's a cluster of um, stuff that you're um, you're interested in. That's, yeah, what the best thing I could possibly advise. And Pam, and what we, do you think we,
0: about like approaching the pockets and everything?
1: We actually have a regional map on
2: Craft Beer Austin that actually breaks it up by, um, you know, what's downtown, what's north of the river, south of the river, that's kind of how people talk about Austin, what's in the East Austin area, and we keep, um, even if they have a menu, we keep the menu there as well. If they have, uh, if we've written an article about them, if we featured them in some way, we keep the article link there as well. Um, So that's on our website. We're trying to, our our mission on craftbearaustin.com is to stand up all the local breweries in town, not just in, austin but as rooney said it's it's the it's the wider region because there's stuff in georgetown and round rock and pflugerville and i mean austin is a, a big metro area at uh, derbing springs as well but then there's driftwood and uh east austin and lots of different areas so one of the strategies we take into account when when i see someone posting something about where they want to go or or what they're looking for my first question is well, like uh, Reuben, you mentioned, where Where are you going today? Like, are you gonna be on the east side of town? Oh, if so, like here's this pocket of breweries that's, that are on the east side and even craft beer bars. There's, there's lots to do in Austin. Uh, we have a lot of great craft beer bars that stand up uh, local breweries all over town. So um, yeah, that would be my advice is, um, you know, kind of pick out where you're wanting to be and then use both of the resources. Um, both the the Texas Craft Brewers Guild uh, passport and the and Craft Beer Austin. I now feel terrible. I didn't know that. I've clearly lived here too long. <laughs> you know, no, you did know it. They actually just
1: changed the name.
2: <laughs> That's uh, the only part that they changed. The... And I would you knew it.
1: We <laughs> completely agree about the craft beer bars. If yeah, if you're in a pinch and you're here for a short time, we have yeah. so many amazing craft beer bars where you can taste, get a really good like flavor of the city without having to go to too many breweries.
0: Yeah, because C- not everyone is, a, is, is an obsessive person like me that has to physically visit every single physical you know location of a brewery. You know, going to a craft beer bar in a city like Austin can let you you know really try all the different beers without having to necessarily go all over the the metro area and, and speaking of having to go all over, you know, Ruben, you already brought this up, um, in terms of hill country. And that's one of the things that I think is kind of slightly like kind of unique for the Austin beer scene compared to other metro areas is that there truly is a whole other like beer scene outside of the metro area and, in a much more kind of rural setting. And, um, obviously Jester King has been a major factor in that development, but, um, Pam, we'll start with you. Are, th- are there any other reasons that you feel that this kind of occurred?
2: Oh man, um, no. <laughs> I, mean, I think, I think <laughs> so it, once yeah. this whole concept <laughs> uh, with Jester King and the farm and that area, and then it was. Uh, and I talked earlier about it, there being just the restrictions in Southern Riveny. Just there's so many restrictions in the state as a whole but then um, in real estate, and then all of a sudden it became available and you had last stand pop up over there for a brief period, Argus Cidery was there. You've got a couple of distilleries over there. All of a sudden, it, it just sort of became a, a like a safe haven <laughs> to open a brewery. And then the whole concept of um, putting a brewery on a large piece of land. I mean, again, back a long time ago, Most of the older breweries are in warehouses because that's all we could do. I mean, that was all that was legal is to just make a brewery in a warehouse, brew your beer, maybe give it a few tokens, perhaps have a few people come. And then as things evolved and changed, people started to actually make tap rooms, make destinations, make places where people wanted to come, make kid-friendly. I mean, gosh, the concept of a kid-friendly brewery, that didn't exist. That didn't exist 10 years ago. So... It, you know, it just kind of evolved and I, I personally believe that Jester King was just a, you know, kind of they were a pioneer in that space and they really opened the door for um, all these other different spaces to get created and they're all different in their own way. They've all got different food programs and different family friendly atmospheres or you know, different, uh, one has a dog run. I mean, they're all just a little bit different, but they all really work together. And I think that was the point is you can go out there and kind of make a a whole day of it. And now Jester King has a place for you to stay at night. So
1: you can make a weekend of it.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Rubini, what are your thoughts on on Hill Country in general?
1: Everything that Pam said, that's what's in my notes. So, (laughs) um, the whole farm to table concept that breweries have taken on in that area, with Chester King completely spearheaded, I mean, that's become so huge. I mean, one brewery now couldn't be enough to satisfy the demand for that kind of experience. And so many breweries now out in the Hill Country, they have their own restaurants, their own stages, they grow their own food, they try up to the point to bring their own hops they um and they have they either um have their own spring water or save their own rain water and purify it and um, there, there's such a huge demand for both the local um experience and the destination yeah all day family experience that um you couldn't possibly satisfy that all with one brewery now but we've been very fortunate that most of the breweries who who, who have um picked that up have have been absolutely fantastic. And as Pam said, they all deliver slightly different things, slightly different beers, slightly different experiences. But it is all about that yeah, that sense of an experience in the hill country.
0: Well, and, and don't forget for, for those that have not been there, you get to go see a whole bunch of goats <laughs> if you go to Jester King too. So if you are an animal lover, and I I made sure when I, when I visited, I took a whole bunch of pictures with the goats to send back home to my wife. So uh you know that i think there was even some yeah. baby baby yeah. goats when i was there too so it's it, it's quite the experience to be able to walk around up there cuz the grounds are just so enormous now um you know you can you could spend an entire so day I, it feels I like almost do just do want to really grounds. quick
2: though for other people um i know we're saying there's lots of different experiences and family experiences but i want to make it very clear there's also non family experiences so don't be if you, <laughs> if, you don't, if you're not interested in um you know, a bunch of kids running around it, don't, please don't, don't worry. There's a little bit of both everywhere. Right. So it's, um, I know that that, yeah, that can,
0: yeah, that, that, that is a good point to make. It is not like that everywhere. Uh, but so we, we've kind of talked about kind of some of the past things in terms of what led Austin's beer scene to become what it is today and some of the present, how things are going. So Ruvini looking to the future now, what what do you think could possibly be kind of the next step? I actually want to
1: get back to what Pam was saying earlier, and that what we really need now is to go nationwide. We need more recognition, um, we need better distribution, and we need to really sort of make a name for our top breweries, the breweries that are really achieving in the state that are producing beer that's incredibly special um, to get known outside of Texas, because that is still only happening up to a point. And we're really sort of hoping that you know that the names and the beers that, that we love will yeah will become better known, so people don't necessarily always have to come here to enjoy our beers. And Pam, so
2: I 100% agree with that. But um, for us, unfortunately, that comes down to legislation. Uh, we have fairly not great laws here. We were really lucky to get beer to go right before the pandemic. I think you would have seen we've had several breweries that have had to close not just in austin but in in texas due to the pandemic and i think without beer to go that number would have shot through the re- it would just been ridiculous so uh we were one of the you know last states to have beer to go which i know people listening are probably like well what do you mean you can just walk in and enjoy your beer and then buy some more and then take it home not in texas until 2019 and so Um, For us, the reason why we don't get out of the state is a lot of those reasons around distribution and the laws and how restrictive they are and the fact that it doesn't benefit breweries to sell away their rights. So I think for us, if we really want a big change in the future, I think we're going to continue to have the smaller change and the smaller upstarts and the, the smaller custom breweries. And I hope people, when they come here, I really hope that they visit. The small local breweries that are doing really, really good work. And we have a lot of them. Um, but yeah, for us to really grow and change, the laws have to change. And unfortunately, that's just going to take time and people's opinions. So we really look to the Texans that are listening to get involved and make sure that they can help uh, help that with that change. <laughs>
0: yeah well and i really appreciate your guys' viewpoints on that because i think as someone that is like really really into the craft beer scene i think my view on austin and the austin craft beer scene even before i visited was much different than a typical beer drinker would have been because i knew the breweries and everything but i think for the casual beer drinker they may not have gotten to try li- live Oak hefeweizen and they may not you know have been able to try a lot of these other beers you know austin beer works you know a lot of these breweries that are making phenomenal award-winning beer but they're not necessarily, you know, I think most people know of Jester King, if you've drink craft beer in some capacity, they've at least heard the name in passing. Um, but yeah, there, there's a lot more to the Austin craft beer scene and there's a lot of really great breweries. So I definitely agree with you guys that getting the name out there is, is hopefully, you know, gonna be part of that next step. Uh, and so now the, the next question is, do you guys feel like there's maybe one beer or a beer style that kind of best represents Austin? Loggers. Any specific <laughs> ones in, in general, or just just loggers? Nice clean we, loggers.
2: We and, and Vine Pear did an article. Uh, it was Kat Walensky a couple years ago about Texas being logger country, and I could not agree more. We have some of the best log well Austin for sure, uh, but yeah, this is this is logger country down here, and it's a little bit ironic because of the way you have to logger a beer and it's so very hot um but also that beer is so refreshing because it's so very hot uh so for me i don't know my favorite lager gosh my Oak pills it it just I, i i always hate the question what's your favorite brewery because i love so many of them but really when it comes up i'm like oh it, what's your favorite, Mart? I'm like it's Oktoberfest. What's your favorite winter beer? Oh, it's Primus. They're like they all tend to be live oak beers. So clearly, I I very much
1: like the uh, live oak scene. Well, I really feel that. I mean, Joel and I met up at Live Oak, so I know that he. Yes. Just- <laughs>
0: oh yes, 110. I I I remember Rubini was trying to ask me the same question about the brews, which we'll get to here shortly. But it was hard for me to try to note down my favorites from Austin as well. So. But, uh, Ruveni, what about your thoughts on, like, a beer style or specific beer that you feel like represents the Austin
1: area? I, I... – Although I completely agree with him and I mean, I spend a ridiculous amount of time at like, Um, I was going to go completely the other way and say um, the fact that Texas has such a strong mixed culture, spontaneous ferment um, brewing program across so many amazing breweries, which was obviously initially spearheaded by Jester King and has been taken up by um, many of the other breweries so I was going to list on my favorite brewery list Vista, Rough House, Hedgehog, and newly Hawkins Farmhouse Sales are all doing just incredible things things with cool ships. And I mean, that they're they're showing the rest of the country what what can be done with um, mixed fermentation culture. And it makes me really, really proud and really happy that I can just buy it here and drink it here because it's one of my um, favourite styles of beer and Texas is killing it and in, in that market so yeah that makes me very very yeah, and happy you, you know that
0: i love the, the mixed fermentation sour stuff too so um well so the next question i'll kind of rephrase it so not necessarily your three favorite breweries but what what are three area austin awesome breweries that you really appreciate and that you feel maybe you maybe you visit more often than, than other places or just three breweries that you want to really give a shout out to uh Re- Reubeny, why don't you lead us off
1: Oh, I th- I think Pam should start with this because yeah, she's yeah, she's so much more and um, knows so much more about the scene. <laughs> and I actually have listed about seven, so I can. Start yeah, with- no,
0: Pam, go for it.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, this is one of those speed questions. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to Vacancy. They just opened recently. Um, they're doing great work, and. Uh, I'm very much enjoying their beers and their space and their fabulous people. I would say that's the thing that that we would definitely agree on is is the people in Austin are they're fantastic. and and so you know it's one of the, your your home base, the places that you go or it's because of the people that you really enjoy being around. So um, vacancy for me is one. I Fort tap for me is one. I love the people at Tap. I love their beer. They got a house of torment beer out right now. I whether or not you love or hate pumpkin beers, I don't care. I love that pumpkin beer. (laughs) (laughs) It's one (laughs) of my favorites. (laughs) And then a place that I find myself at all the time, controversial or not, is Cellus Brewing. I love it. Love the people. I I yeah. So those are my three. Very now, good, huh? when you come into town, there's a lot of places to go, and you can
1: certainly, you know, choose for yourself, but those are my three. Um, it was very, very hard for me to even get close to, to narrowing. You can give you know, a couple more shout outs. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to cut you off. And also ones that I know that, that, um that Pam would, would also have mentioned. I mean, we've already talked about Live Oak and ABGB and their fantastic European style lagers. And- that was definitely one of going to be one of mine. Love, love, love that. Um, In my neighborhood, Nomadic Beer Works. Absolutely. Mm. They've mm-hmm. been such a wonderful addition to the, um to the craft beer scene and um as you can see i'm very proudly sporting my um wild bunch shirt from red rock texas they fire brew all their own beers and using that traditional method they create something incredibly special and acre pond out in dripping springs being a brit they serve beer their beer english style beer on cask on cask so for me like it's like being a home <laughs> yeah it's really 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 a special experience to just yeah to be able to have that like half an hour from my house so um i think that yeah we've already talked about um the spontaneous bring, but yeah those are all really really incredible places i oh, went infamous who's you i'm my favorite west coast ipa in the whole of the city they have great live music as well and um meanwhile they're from portland and they're bringing portland so austin they also have great live music they did a gin barreled beer which was just yeah unbelievable they so, yeah sorry that was way more than three
0: no that's all good well so i'll kind of so some of the ones that we've mentioned already would probably be on my my top list but some others that i'll shout out because that i really enjoyed um pam is rocking the the lazarus brewing shirt uh that was one that my dad and i absolutely loved uh we also we had tacos there too to go along with the beer um, I, I had one that amazing. i really it was a it was a farmhouse style wild ale with lemon lavender and wild honey and it was just it was just great uh and then uh, another one uh, saint elmo i had a coffee cream ale that i loved there and then i am personally repping uh if you're seeing the video on twitter uh my blue owl shirt which is if you're into the sours that that's a good spot that you can go and check out uh but for sure as as you can tell from us talking about it there are a lot of very good breweries in the austin area so if you go there you cannot go wrong you will you will find plenty of good beer to drink uh so you guys are there any other kind of last thoughts conclusions thoughts that you would like to kind of uh share uh, on the austin beer scene at all
1: I just realized I may have forgotten to mention Austin Beerworks, who just kill it over every single style. And their mm-hmm. room is amazing. And they're just really, really, really good people. So they're also, well, what if one of the originals, um, as, yeah, as I'm Pam knows way more about the you and the original Austin furries in the city and they're, mm-hmm. they're, they, if you come here, they miss them. Absolutely.
2: So I would just say, um, the end of October is the Texas Crapper's Fest so if you're looking to take a road trip or a small trip and you would like to uh come to texas and try all of these beers i would highly encourage you to uh visit texas Craft Brewers fest it's incredible we have 85 plus breweries each bringing no less than two beers each
0: that well that sounds just absolutely phenomenal makes me want to come back
2: very spread out all outside yeah yep well and since you're down
0: there the weather will be great too i'm sure hopefully Hopefully. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fingers crossed. So I wanted to thank again, uh, Ruvini and Pam so much for coming on. Uh, could you guys shout out your social accounts or however else people may reach out to you uh, should they want to ask for recommendations or have any follow-up questions?
2: Yeah, it's uh, craftbeeraustin.com. It's at craftbeeraustin pretty much on all platforms. I am at Pam ATX. And then of course, porchdrinking.com.
1: Um, and you can find me uh on mul- my work on multiple channels but to um yeah to get in touch with me personally um i'm at amethyst as in the stone gemstone underscore heels as in what you have on your shoe um and that's twitter and instagram um and my blog is craft beer amethyst and you can find all my articles on that um as well as my own blogging but yeah Yeah. Please feel free to hit me up for recommendations. Yeah. Check out the work that I've done with Pam on craft, but Austin and porch drinking, um, and any of my, um, other stuff, but yeah, we're both uh, happy to take, uh, give you all the advice you want to come visit our fair city.
0: Definitely. And I, and I cannot recommend the Austin beer scene enough as well. I know Ruveny, I talked, did a little uh write up about me too after I came down and visited all the breweries that I was there earlier this year and had an amazing time. Just amazing. I, Loved the beer scene, it was just so much fun. And obviously the people were great as well. Uh, and For those, if you're a new listener, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at brewerytravels, Instagram at brewery underscore travels. There is also a Facebook page for the podcast as well as my website, thebrewerytravels.com. And remember, whether it's where you're living or where you're visiting, be sure to drink local everywhere. Cheers, everyone.